When we work together for a common goal, we can change the world. Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Hello, neighbors. Today, we're going to learn about the history of Earth Day and seven totally free ways that you can celebrate by contributing to a more sustainable planet. But before we get into it, let's talk about Earth. You know, the big blue, yellow, and green marbled planet that we all live on. Let's imagine for a moment that you are traveling far above the Earth's surface into space. At warp speed, you span its length. And as you fly over, you see its expansive mountains, rich valleys, vast plains, some that are sandy, some that are wooded and coated with thick greenery, its sparkling oceans, and its beautiful ice caps. Can you see it? I know I can. Astronaut Michael Massimino said that viewing the Earth from space was like looking into an absolute paradise. And if you've ever seen pictures of Earth and all of its power and beauty, I'm sure you would agree that it's a paradise too. But as you're floating above space, you also gain a new perspective. The perspective of the fragility of the Earth. You notice the thin veil of atmosphere that separates us from the rest of space. You can see how every little thing on Earth is connected, including our ocean's major influence on climate and weather. You then look around the blackness in space and discover that we're the only planet around with bodies of water, our life source. Astronaut James B. Irwin said that beautiful, warm, living object looked so fragile, so delicate, that if you touched it with a finger, it would crumble and fall apart. Seeing this has to change a man. Now, I quote these astronauts because it may not seem like it with our feet firmly planted on the ground, But when realizing our place in space, we can see that the Earth is an incredibly fragile paradise and that it's our only home. And Earth Day was created to help protect it. Every year on April 22nd, Earth Day serves as a conscious reminder of how fragile our planet is and how important it is that we protect it. So what's the story behind Earth Day? It's not like any other holiday that is randomly generated like National Eat-A-Donut Day or World Juggling Day. It kind of has a complex history. So let me paint another picture for you. It's the late 1700s, early 1800s, and Industrial Revolution is taking place. We strip the planet's natural resources for fuel. Toxic smoke and fumes billow from large factories that are run by coal and pollute the air, those same heavy metals and chemicals are poured into our waterways and soil as industrial waste. Our landscape drastically changes as nature is bent to our will and urbanized to make room for more factories and cheaply built homes for workers of those factories, drastically affecting the quality of life as overcrowding and unsanitary sewage is put into the streets. 
For a lot of us, myself included, it's really hard to imagine the days when companies could openly spew toxic material into our air, waterways, and earth, and no one even blink an eye. No laws were preventing it, no agencies put in place to regulate it. It just was, and people accepted it, until they didn't. The Industrial Revolution opened people's eyes to the impact that we were making on our environment and the people in it. And although the Industrial Revolution may have been the most harmful to our planet, it brought about the ideals of environmentalism that inspired leaders like Ralph Waldo Emerson, John Muir, and George Washington Carver, among many others. They weren't the first of their kind. Greenpeace.org states that ecological awareness first appears in the human record at least 5,000 years ago. Vedic sages praised the wild forest in their hymns, Taoists urged that human life should reflect nature's patterns, and the Buddha taught compassion for all sentient beings. There were many writers, leaders, and artists all over the world who addressed smog, deforestation, soil erosion, and pollution throughout history. And worldwide, indigenous communities have always put the preservation and harmony of nature at the forefront through their beliefs, cultures, and practices. Now, fast forward again to the Industrial Revolution. We see the environmentalist movement as we know it start to take shape. You see national park preservation across the world and official conservation groups start to form. In episode 18, Women Environmentalists You Should Know About, we talked about how Rachel Carson's 1962 book, Silent Spring, became the modern environmentalist movement. This movement opened the country's eyes to the consequences of chemical and industrial pollution, specifically with the use of pesticides like DDT. And interest sparked across the nation for how to live more sustainably. In the years following, the public outcry pushed the U.S. Congress to pass the Clean Air Act, Wilderness Act, National Emissions Standards Act, Motor Vehicle Air Pollution Control Act, Air Quality Act, the list, it just goes on. But there was fuel that added to that fire, literally and figuratively. In 1969, an oil spill in Santa Barbara rocked the nation when Union Oil Company, now owned by Chevron, sent 3 million gallons of crude oil into the Pacific Ocean, an environmental disaster ensued. In June of the same year, Cleveland's Cuyahoga River, which had repeatedly been set afire for over eight decades due to toxic industrial debris and waste being dumped into the river, caught fire for the 10th time, and the nation finally took notice. At the same time, the civil rights movement was leading the charge on bringing awareness to the inequality of environmental protection in communities of color. Most notably, the Memphis sanitation strike that occurred in February of 1968, which brought Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. to join sanitation workers in their protests against polluted and hazardous working conditions that also disproportionately spilled into their communities, bringing to light the issues of environmental racism. The strike, which led 42,000 people to the streets in protest, ultimately was a success for the environmental justice movement. But the nation could no longer turn a blind eye to the problems that had been plaguing the environment in our country and beyond for centuries. By the fall of 1969, one of the U.S. leaders for environmental change, Senator Gaylord Nelson of Wisconsin, introduced his idea for Earth Day. Senator Nelson intended for the concept to be 
a grassroots effort so widespread that it would raise awareness throughout the nation on environmental degradation and permanently force environmental issues into the forefront of political policy. And guess what? It worked. They employed 22-year-old Dennis Hayes to organize college campus teach-ins, hoping to connect to the already existing anti-war movement. April 22nd was chosen because it was a weekday that fell between spring break and college final exams so that they could maximize the greatest student participation. But with the environmental movement already in full swing, Hayes realized that he could reach a bigger audience. He organized events and engaged various organizations throughout America, and soon news of the first Earth Day pulsed throughout the nation. On Earth Day, April 22, 1970, an estimated 20 million Americans from all walks of life demonstrated in different cities across the United States, solidifying environmental issues as a national priority. In 1970, the EPA was founded, and throughout the 70s, major reforms of the acts mentioned earlier were implemented, as well as many other new landmark environmental laws. Earth Day was effective in raising awareness about the environmental issues that we are facing as a planet, but also how sustainability is humanity's core issue. Senator Nelson said, Our goal is not just an environment of clean air and water and scenic beauty. The object is an environment of decency, quality, and mutual respect for all other human beings and all other living creatures. The message of Earth Day spread from the United States to the rest of the globe in 1990 when Dennis Hayes yet again organized a campaign to reach the entire planet. In fact, today it is recognized by EarthDay.org as the largest secular observance in the world, marked by more than a billion people every year in over 190 countries, as a day of action to change human behavior and create global, national, and local policy changes. Earth Day champions the successes of climate literacy, changes in public policy, voter outreach, funding for green initiatives, reforestation, and more. They are all due to individuals having the right tools and information for taking action. You know what's nuts? The number of ingredients in wasteful packaging and milk production. But you know what else is nuts? Joy's Almond and Cashew Nut Bases. It's literally nuts, and that's it. It's a perfect milk substitute without the wasteful packaging and unnecessary ingredients. It's nuts that only one tub of Joy can save up to seven milk cartons from a landfill. It's nuts that it can sit on your shelf for up to 18 months. It's nuts that Lena can make queso with this stuff. And to be honest, her food has never been better. But don't tell her I said that. And it's nuts that you can get 10% off of your order by using the code Lena Samford when you visit addjoi.com. Go nuts! There is also an Earth Day you may have never heard about. Prior to Senator Nelson declaring April 22nd as Earth Day, the term was actually used earlier that year by John McConnell, a peace activist and founder of the Earth Society Foundation at a UNESCO meeting in San Francisco. His idea was said to celebrate the need to preserve and renew the threatened ecological balance upon which all life depends. His celebration of Earth Day was set for the vernal equinox in March, the first day of spring, and when night and day are in perfect balance. The first Earth Day, now known as International Earth Day, was celebrated on March 21st in 1970 and had global support, 
International Earth Day is still celebrated in many countries with the ringing of peace bells to mark the exact moment of the vernal equinox and the hope for a peaceful planet. And fun fact, John McConnell also designed the Earth flag, often called the Earth Day flag, which is a blue flag depicting the Earth as seen from space during the flight of Apollo 10 in 1969. Now, to me, Earth Day is a worldwide collective demonstration of the lasting impact that each person can make on this planet. When we work together for a common goal, we can change the world. So my proposition is that we treat every day like it's Earth Day. Now, treating every day like it's Earth Day means that you would be promoting a clean, healthy, and sustainable lifestyle for all people and wildlife through your consumption and actions. And now, more than ever, we need urgent action. Although we don't overtly see the images of toxic billowing smoke clouds or heavy metals being poured into our waterways like I mentioned earlier, there is still dire need to protect our fragile planet. We can see the effects of climate change as predicted from severe storms to heat waves and the melting of glaciers and ice sheets leading to rising sea levels, as well as the endangerment and extinction of animal species. We also continue to observe air and water pollution, soil erosion, deforestation, and natural resource pollution, and we are seeing at-risk populations suffer from food insecurity, flooding, water contamination, disease, and toxic pollution. So you may be thinking, whoa, okay, this is too much for me to handle. I'm just one person. But take a sigh of relief. I'm going to give you seven ways that you can contribute to a healthier earth that are totally free, except for your time, so you can treat and celebrate every day like it's Earth Day. All right, number one. Talk to the company you work for about their sustainable practices. Ask if you can work with them to help implement a plan for more sustainable practices or even implementing education on climate literacy as part of the company culture. Number two, choose a service opportunity. That could be something as simple as going on a regular litter cleanup with a friend to joining a community garden, planting a tree, or even connecting with an environmental movement like the Sunrise Movement or the Sierra Club, just to name a few. Number three, vote. We need government intervention in order to help curb the disastrous effects that we are seeing today. Choosing environmentally conscious leaders at all levels of government is crucial. We've seen the impact that poor leadership can have on communities. You can find examples everywhere from the Flint, Michigan water crisis caused by poor local leadership all the way up to the rollback of over 100 environmental rules that govern clean air, water, wildlife, and toxic chemicals by former President Trump. Who we vote for matters. Number four, save energy. You can save energy in your home by turning off the lights and unplugging unused devices. These both seem like very small things, but when you consume less power, you help to reduce power plant emissions, conserve natural resources, and save ecosystems. And we're rolling along here. Number five, be mindful in the kitchen. Actually, eat the food you buy and make less of it meat-based. Okay, on this one, you're still going to have to spend money on food. But here, we're actually talking about eating the food that you buy, not wasting it and eating a little less meat. We know that an estimated one-third of all the food produced in the world goes to waste and that Americans consume more meat protein than necessary. But reducing our waste and eating less meat 
would both drastically decrease carbon emissions, save land, water, and natural resources, and even alleviate hunger. Bonus points if you can grow your own food and share what you have left over with the people who need it. Number six, make changes to your driving habits. Our cars produce excess greenhouse gas emissions up to 4.6 metric tons per year. Try biking, walking, carpooling, or taking public transportation when possible. And keep up with the maintenance of your car to help extend its life and increase fuel efficiency. And finally, number seven, step out in nature. There are a slew of amazing personal benefits from stepping out and physically connecting your body to nature. But studies have also found that people who have a higher appreciation of nature and more exposure to nature were more likely to engage in pro-environmental behaviors. So stepping out in nature is an easy, no-brainer way to help the planet. Now, for this week's Something to Grow On segment, I wanted to bring it back to our view of space and talk about Joni Mitchell. Yes, I said Joni Mitchell. I'd always grown up listening to Big Yellow Taxi, singing along with Joni. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? They paved paradise and put up a parking lot. I would sing that for y'all, but I don't have a singing voice, so I'll just leave it to Joni. But as I was imagining my view from space, taking in the beautiful scenery of Earth. This song came to mind, but now I heard the song with a new ear. I had the thought, what if we end up paving our paradise and don't realize what we have until it's too late? What if one day our view from space tells a story not of a fragile Earth, but a broken one? I read that Joni Mitchell wrote this song in 1969 after visiting Hawaii and seeing that amongst the natural beauty were paved parking lots. But she was from California and had been experiencing the same history that led to the first Earth Day that I outlined earlier. Rachel Carson's efforts to ban DDT with the book Silent Spring. As Joni sings, hey, farmer, farmer, put away your DDT. I don't care about spots on my apples. Leave me the birds and the bees. She had likely seen the devastation from the Santa Barbara oil spill and heard about the burning of Cleveland's Cuyahoga River in the same year she wrote that song. So how could she produce a song that was so sweet, melodic, and even joyful about the harms to the environment? I'd always gotten such a positive feeling from that song. And then I realized that I still could. The premise behind Earth Day still rings true, as does Joni's environmental anthem, Big Yellow Taxi. We need to protect our environment, our paradise. When we shine a light on these issues, whether it be through the conscious reminder that is Earth Day or a melodic song we can play sitting outside on a beautiful day, we can start to bring about the real change that we desperately need. So if you haven't had a chance yet, this is your reminder to get out in nature today. Hit play on Big Yellow Taxi, sink your toes into the grass or dirt, and enjoy your little slice of paradise. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details. And let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram at Hometown Earth or connect with me personally 
personally, at Lena Saintford. We all know change needs to happen. So let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.